four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my all in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. So she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach called Show. I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. I've got to keep on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Coach JB Show. I'm Sarah Blake. And without further ado, here is the man, the myth, the legend, Coach JB. What up, what up, what up? I got the candidates cracking, Sarah. I look like a straight (laughs) white boy from Florida or Kansas or a bro (laughs) in California. That's how I look right here. Candidates. I got a rocket, you know? Um, What up, Sarah? You good? I'm good. Hey, this uh, this Coach JB show with Sarah Blake brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe fifty B L E A V five zero and get you fifty percent off. Welcome bonus plus CBD. Canada Dips is in. There's a new flavor. It's called fucking ice cream cake. And there's another one actually called blue raspberry. Go check them out. Make sure that I win this week, this month. I, I finished second last month in this challenge. I want to win the first place deal. I started a little late, so I'm going to win this bitch. So go buy some using my promo code <laughs> at CanadipCBD.com. Promo code COACHJB, all caps. And uh, make sure you help me win this thing, man. And like I said, if you show me that you bought one, I will fucking... Put you in the raffle to win some free whiskey, vodka, or merch. And uh, mm. Sarah can sign um, a, a, a JV bikini and bathing suit for you. So if you guys want that, make sure you fucking get in line. Go buy some. Appreciate you guys. Um, we're here on this fucking work boot Wednesday. We got the great Matt McChesney grow, uh, coming in today. And he'll be joining us in about 15 minutes. And uh, appreciate all the love and support, everybody in here, uh, all the girls in the in the chat. Sarah needs some women womanly support. You guys yes. need to come in here and show some love. I appreciate everybody coming in. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, first of all, let me give you the quote. I did the morning show today. I know, I know, Josh and the Uso on the side ain't, ain't up in the morning. So, and then we had the power outage yesterday. I found out why that was. Um, Ash 
you know, my puppy, Stogie's son, he fucking yanked the power out on me because he was underneath me. Just found that out last night. So I apologize for that. Um, but it was no way for me to get back in it that fast. So, you know, Sarah had to take it over. We ended it. So <laughs> I appreciate everybody coming in. But uh, um, we're going to get into the quote of the day. Let me get you going. I started, I said this quote this morning and I just stuck with me. I wanted you guys to hear it. The dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. All you guys dream every day. You all have your own dreams, but you don't hustle. Hustle is sold separately. You got to figure that shit out on your own and go get it. Um, so I, I, that is just something that I, I agree, agree with that. Huh? I said, I agree with that. I love that quote. Yeah. Like, you know, I think people don't realize that people think the hustle comes with the shit. Like, nah, remember how they used to say batteries sold separately when you got the toy? <laughs> Like you got the toys. Still do. <laughs> I mean, do the batteries come separately in the dildo that you peg your man with, Sarah? Because that shit is still bothering me. It's in my head. I couldn't sleep last I night. Peg my man. Okay, well, I fucking <laughs> that it, it fucked my head up, Sarah. The whole pegging thing fucked me up. There are people who do this. Well, listen, the, the the fucking poll question today is, men, have you ever been pegged? That's on the fucking <laughs> poll question. Answer that shit. And, uh, Don't answer it. <laughs> hey, Josh, if anyone in here has, they're fa-fa. So, shit. Hey, hey, Josh, I've been doing a 5 a.m. morning show, dog. What's cracking? I ain't seen you, homie. Um... Uh, Lucy, Lucy, the qu poll question is, have you ever pegged a motherfucker for you? And Jada, I bet you Jada's pegged a motherfucker. I would bet my dollar. Pe Jada, keep it real. Have you pegged a motherfucker? Let us know, Jada, because Jada will tell you the real. She likes anal. She likes that type of shit. She'll peg a <laughs> motherfucker. I think Jada's pegged a motherfucker before. Um, having said that, we're going to get into, uh, we got a lot to discuss here today. We're going to break down uh, my top five sodas, dead or alive. I bet you a lot of you don't even know what the fuck some of them are. Um, but we're going to get into it. And uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. Matt McChesney's going to come on. We're going to have a great debate again and, and go. we got a lot of things we're going to debate again today. Uh, make sure you head on over to CoachJVStore.com and, and go get you some merch and some gear. Um, we got a bunch of different things on the show on the on the CoachJBStore.com. So get, head on over to CoachJBStore. Not a new merch, new shirts, uh, a lot of di different gear. So go check it out. And remember, I'm a, I do a morning show every day, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Or no, I'm sorry, 6 a.m. on the West Coast. And I go usually an hour or so um, in the morning. So you can join me on the morning. It's been pretty damn good turnouts every morning so far. So it's pretty good. Um, so you can check that out in the morning. And, uh, McChesney does not look like Jelly Roll Jay Henry. Sorry, Coach. I saw that yeah, comment Jay and I was Henry, like, "What?" Sarah Jay Henry just talks. He loves you, by the way. Jay Henry, I think, has rubbed a few out in the last few days for you. I'm just gonna throw that out there, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, I thank you. <laughs> At, right, uh, Shane Bailey. What up? You back in the house? You back in the house? Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. We're going to get into it. Um, we got the Monday Night Coaches Show, me and Matt McChesney. We do a, uh, 
We do the RPO show, real passionate and offensive, every Monday at halftime. Next Monday night, NFL starts, so it is what it is. You'll see that, um, and we'll talk about the college deal and, and all that. And then uh, tomorrow night, Rams and Bills, the NFL season kicks off, Sarah. I know you're not an NFL gal or lady or woman, but are you excited that football is going to be on basically every day of the week now? You got the Mac who yes. plays on Tuesdays. You got the fucking... Uh, Thursday night NFL, you got the Monday night NFL, you got Saturday college football, you got Sunday NFL, you got the Wednesday night games that are in the, in college later in the season. They they come and play on Wednesdays. Um, a lot of different shit going on. So um, I'm curious to ask Matt about that as well. Um, Sarah, let me ask you this. Is A&W Root Beer Fast uh, Food Restaurant, is that big out there? I don't. No, I don't think there's one out. I, I, I wouldn't know if there's one out here. Um, they used to have them there out was, in the West, but I don't see them. Yeah, anymore. there was some in Kansas, I want to say. Um, but I, I, I just am not really, I, I try not to do a lot of fast food. If I do, it's Chick-fil-A. I'm basic. Me um, um, I don't. I, let me ask you this. Is Chick-fil-A for white girls? Because I don't know <laughs> anyone that eats Chick-fil-A other than white girls. I Chick-fil-A <laughs> seems like the whole line, that is a ridiculous line, by the way. It is almost like in and out line. Um, it looks like all every single blonde in California is in the line. <laughs> yeah. Is it because they don't know? Thing. Is it because you motherfuckers don't know how what real good chicken tastes like? I'm curious. Did they have a go chicken go in Independence? Oh, no way. I never heard of it. No. Oh my God. Fuck in KCK, no. they had one, and I would get the gizzards with hot sauce. Now, that's, that's good as shit. I'll fast food for that shit. Really? <laughs> um, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Chick fil A and Target for white girls. Chick fil A, pumpkin spice latte. Um, what else is a basic bitch thing? There's a lot. I don't know. See, I don't know about the basic bitch shit. I'm going to ask Matt that. Uh, let's get Matt in the show and, and talk about basic bitch shit because uh, that's just something me and Matt don't know much about. Um, Matt, what up? What up, man? Have you heard this yeah, I don't conversation? Know anything about basic bitches, dog. Oh, yeah. man. Hey, man, you oh. good? No, no COVID positive or nothing? Uh, no, my little one's sick, but I, I'm, not, I'm oh. feeling pretty, I'm pretty bad under the weather. Uh, but I'm not COVID positive, but he was three days ago, but he was negative this morning, but he's still sick. So I hope he's not, I, I hope he's over it, but we'll see. Is he getting, he's getting better though than three days ago? What's up? Is he getting better I mean, than he was Monday though? Oh yeah. He's a tough, he's a tough ass kid. So nah, no doubt. I mean, it's it's going to be, it's probably going to be something we have to overcome later in life when I'm trying to ask him if he's hurt. And he's like, no. And I'm like, but you are. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're not. Are you injured or hurt? That's what a lot of them are. Right, yeah. right. I don't think they understand that shit no more, these kids. Um, well, not 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 at 12, but, you know, I'm not worried about him. That's no, for damn sure. No doubt. Well, kind of, you know, it's kind of cut from the cloth type of deal. Like, that is kind of what it is, I think. Um, Amen. Man, me and uh, Sarah got into a fucking heated debate yesterday. And, oh, nice. uh and the and the crowd went wild. Um, so they know that I'm an equal opportunist asshole because I was because me and Sarah got into it. Um, so 
We got in this heated debate regarding this LSU kid who basically blocked his team on on uh, Instagram and all that after he dropped two paws and after he didn't get targeted and then he's mad and all this. So the Sarah pump, came out on Twitter and me and Sarah started a Twitter war and she was basically the defending receiver. the kid. She was basically defending the kid and saying that he should be able to have the opportunity to leave and da 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 da. And obviously, going into it, I think Sarah already had a negative connotation about Brian Kelly that a lot of people do have, right? Um, so I understand, but, um, they asked me if I thought it was okay. Like, when do I think it's okay to transfer? Like, and and I said, I, if I really could tell the truth, Matt, and I think you agree, I would like say fucking never. I don't ever think you should transfer. But anyway, saying that I said, I said to honestly be honest right now in today's soft world, I said, they should be able to transfer to be able to follow the coach who recruited them and left or grad transfer should be able to, the only time that they should be allowed to transfer. Now, Sarah is on the understanding. She thinks that everything is situational and she kids could be able to leave based on the situation. And I explained to her, I said, well, listen, I believe it's becoming a fundamental issue globally because we have 6,600 in the portal right now because I have access to it. And there's no way every coach in America is all assholes. So where do you stand on it? I would love to hear you and Sarah go back on this one because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out what it is. All right. So if you're a grad transfer, you've earned that right. Go transfer, brother. Do whatever you want. Um, so that takes that off the table. If you, if they want to stop the, I'm soft and I'm transferring because the coach yelled at me, which is, in my opinion, nine out of yeah, ten. no, nine out of the ten kids that transfer in the portal are my coach is mad at me, or I underperformed and I'm embarrassed, or you know, I was they, beat out, or or I was beat out. Well, yeah, sometimes like quarterbacks, I can understand if you're beat out and want to move on for an opportunity. I don't really have a problem with people transferring because, in my opinion, it's good riddance. Like, you're not supposed to be here anyway if you want to quit already. So I don't really want somebody like that in my program, number one. Yet, I do believe that there's so much of college football is overcoming adversity and learning how to build character and, like, handling somebody that you might not like being in your face and demanding something of you. That's what the real world real world is. So... Bosses are very demanding, and people, especially in, in, in our business, uh, in the football business, it's not nice guy shit. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. sunshine and rainbows. I don't really give a fuck about your feelings. I need you to catch the ball. And if these kids want to get paid and be professionals, they have to be able to handle the ridicule. You know, I, I, I right. always love, I love when people are like, well, they're college kids, so they're playing hard. We shouldn't ridicule them. And I'm like, man, fuck all that shit. They're grown-ass men. None of them are going to be referred to as kids. They would take that disrespectfully. And playing so, hard is relevant, right? Playing exactly. hard is relevant because it ain't 100%. playing hard to me and you. Well, it, it depends on – look, I, I talk to my 12-year-old like he's a grown man, and he handles it like yeah. a grown man. So, look, everybody's got a coward inside that, as a man that they've got to find early in life and kill. All right? Every man has to do it. Some guys don't do it ever some guys don't do it until they're 25 and so on and so forth so this look i'm assuming that this is number eight correct from lsu the kid that dropped the two punts seven 
Oh, yeah, okay. No, so, not him. Keishan Keishan Booty. It's the other kid. Booty. The wide receiver. Yeah. So if the yeah, kid booty. who's not if the kid who's not uh transferring the drop the two punts and essentially cost the team the game, if he's man enough to walk onto the field and be like, Look, I fucked up and I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get better off of this and move forward, that's a leader. The kid right. who gets who get the kid who doesn't get targeted and thinks he's a first rounder, kick rocks, bitch. Get out. I don't need you. But the thing is, I know we we talked about this in the in the Monday night show, JB, but the look, Coach Kelly is way in over his head at LSU, bro. He walked away from a great job in Notre Dame that fit him and his personality, and he was the czar at that place. He I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired after one season, bro. Yeah, I mean it could. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I it could be. I mean, see that this was my take. The system is there, okay. Now, their different debate is if what the system you know should really be. Um, but for me, I think that transferring certain kids are situational. Um, I just don't have the give a fuck. So my opinion is very different where I'm like, if you're going to like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. I'm not going to deal with somebody fucking crying. Um, If you don't want to be here, your mind's not here. I don't want to fucking deal with it. But I'm also not a coach. So I have a very different perspective. And I, I mean, I just think I, I personally think as a conspiracy theorist in par that there's something bigger going on there because miles Brennan up and quit two weeks before the season started. Now you have this kid. So I just feel like there's some signs that something could be happening or going on. I'll I'll, I'll tell you what those signs are. Those signs are a bunch of kids that got recruited by another coach in Ed Orjon who came in after the won a national title, who thought that they were going to win a national, another national title just because the other team did. And things haven't ran as smoothly, and they're taking heat from the LSU fan base. And rather than be men and fucking like stand up and bow their backs and handle this and get better from it, and potentially go to the NFL, they want to. They're they're allowed the opportunity to go the coward route. And if you allow a coward the opportunity to show his colors, he will. And I I look. I'm just going to use a personal example, but in 2003, we underachieved as a team at CU, and the next year we had like 11 guys transfer because of a scandal, the Katie Nida scandal, which turned out to be a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's just just for her to write a book, and that's I've never met her before, but she affected my life drastically because of her allegations of sexual assault and rape and everything against a bunch of guys at the program that weren't even there when the you know, allegations came out. But we had a bunch of guys who looked at that opportunity. The NCAA granted everybody the opportunity to leave. And they, you know, and transfer if you want to. And I made a conscientious, you know, uh, decision with the other leaders on the team, Joel Klatt and guys of that nature, to say, we're not leaving. We're bowing our bay. You can pick us to go 0-12 next year, whatever. We lost a ton of starters. Brian Calhoun went to Wisconsin. We lost guys to LSU and all over the country. And I looked at it like, look, if you want to transfer and leave and it's too hard for you here, then it's not, It's we're not going to sit here and, and beg you to stay. But at the same time, I, 
I want guys to honor their commitment. If you're supposed to be in the trench right. with me, I need you to man up and do that. But once you quit on yourself, it's kind of a double-edged sword here. I don't want them to stay if they're going to be bitches and quit. But I do, I expect them to man up. And even if they have the urge to quit, look, any any man that tells you in this game that they haven't looked at themselves in the mirror and been like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, is lying to you flat. So everybody goes through this. It's the ability to like step back and understand that it's bigger than the moment and you can overcome right. that. You're, you're, you can push yourself so much harder than you think you can, especially if you're one of these alpha dogs. I hate when I see alpha dogs quitting on themselves. Like, bro, don't you understand? You got the world by the fucking nuts. Just take it. Go take it. People are sitting out here just handing their lunch money away. You can take everyone's lunch money if you'll just figure out a way to protect yours. And uh, the transfer thing is very, uh, with the money behind it and people getting paid, that's another aspect of it. If you are getting paid to go somewhere else, you got you to gotta go, right? I mean, you got to take the money. Yeah. So I guess there's four, three or four different ways to look at the portal. Grad transfer, peace, you earned it. Go transfer, do your thing. You've, gave, you've given us time. We appreciate you. There's my feelings hurt, I'm transferring, which you need to man the fuck up. No one cares. Those are the 6,000 kids that are sitting in the transfer portal right now wondering why they don't have a job anymore, and they're sitting in mommy's basement wondering, oh, somebody disrespected me. Yeah, that's because you're soft. So stop being fucking soft. The The third option is I'm pretty good and I can transfer now. So I'm going to and the other school is going to pay me. So I, I got it. You're just like a coach at that point. You got to go do that. Right. What you do this game for. So, you know, uh, and the fourth option is probably like I'm not starting here and I'm just going to make a lateral move to go somewhere else and see if I can get opportunity. But it's not for any monetary like gain you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of different ways to look at it um i i see the chat want- i see the chat going on and uh people in here there still blows my mind that they're still making excuses though for kelly and the kids like well this is the thing i know though, Sarah. that i'm not I, trying to i'm not trying to isolate one kid it's more of a broad right scale yes, view in my yes. opinion and, it, I don't and really if we keep making any, excuses I don't, even, I don't have a fucking clue about this individual kid other than everybody from LSU the other night looked like shit. So it, not everyone can just go jump in the transfer portal because it's hard. I mean, come on, bro. You got to. But you here's my argument too. everybody on fucking Instagram to show you right. content, dog. Man up. I mean, right. come so, on. That's such a bitch move. I I look at the situation, I mean, with Manti Teo. Okay. He, came, he went from Hawaii to a very extremely different climate. And if you watch his documentary or whatever with about the girlfriend, he was talking about how he was fucking miserable and it was awful, but not everybody is a Manti. He was mentally like, I mean, he was mentally strong enough to say I committed here and there's a reason why I'm fucking here and I'm staying here and I'm going to bear it out and I'm going to tough it through. And I think a lot of that also has to do with his guidance and his parenting that he did have um, and his faith, I guess. But a lot of these kids don't have that, like, you know, like you say, that mental toughness or I, even being a mom now with my young kids, there's no fucking crying. Like, dry it up and pull yourself together. Get out there. Fucking hustle. And do your shit. There are other moms baby talk their kids 
oh, baby, it's okay. And, you know, they kind of had that tone. I, I speak to my kids exactly how I speak. I think it's really important. It also, it, it, I feel like it mentally matures them in a way. Um, you're not sheltering them, but I feel like all these children are so sheltered that they don't know what hard situations are. And I think the enabling them to have a transfer portal without requirements right now is really fucked up. Hey, so this is my, this is where I'm conflicted on you and, and your significant other who's in the chat (laughs) talking, which I love it. You guys are literally my, you guys are my, you have my philosophy with how you raise your kids. You have me and Matt McChesney's philosophy. What, right. what what throws me for a loop is me and Matt are saying the more free will we give these kids, the more leash we give them, the more issues you're going to have. That's why we have 6,600 in the portal. So for you to say, I'm, I train my kid this way and I don't give a fuck how you feel, that is why I don't understand how you say it's okay for this kid to leave LSU. It's, it's literally Because the if same. my kid was being coached by Brian Kelly right now and he was matter. dealing with the same things matter. that that kid was dealing with, I matter. would fucking support him. What's he, what's he dealing with? What's though? he dealing with? He has a $100,000 oh, scholarship at LSU. No, Brian Kelly doesn't have any expectation. He He's doesn't fucked have- him over. Several different times, even before the season, he no. was supposed to be at media days and he announced that he was going to be at media days. And then he told him, nope, you're not coming to media days. And then there was like a whole bunch of different issues that that were happening before the first game. So I can see the whole point. If, if the first game happened and he was a crybaby bitch. Yeah, there's a fucking issue with that kid. But I just really feel like we're going to hear more about something going on at but LSU. How do you, with how do you know he wasn't that kid already? Huh? How do you know he wasn't that kid since Brian Kelly got there? Because his fucking quarterback quit. So what? So did 500 others. I, but I think there's more to it. You don't just, I don't know. I know. It's I, called I soft bitch man. I feel like cats. there's more. It's all look, over the look. America right now. And if he look. does turn out to be that way and I'm wrong, okay. But I just, I, I don't know, that intuition or that vibe, I feel like there's something wrong. And he's a fucking weirdo. Who? Who? Well, th- that's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. We know At that. At the same time, though, Miles Miles Brennan walked away from a ton of money, responsibility, walked out on de- contracts and deals, and doesn't even give a fuck. Walked away from his team because he's not going to start. Fuck him. That is the softest shit I've ever seen. I mean, well, yeah, I, right. I'm not saying they're both related. Contracts but... and your team. This this uh, the wide receiver kid. I know he struggled in the game, and he's had his. You know, he's been bumping heads with Brian Kelly since he walked in the door. They've been together for five months. I mean, he can either – is he a senior? He's on his way out, right? Yeah. So uh, then – so they're bumping heads, and the kid thinks that – who the fuck is this guy? He just got here. I've been here this whole time, blah, 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 blah. And Brian Kelly just got $100 million to come in here and write the ship because, look, I've got a guy at LSU, and – the conversations that we have are that, you know, there's a ton of talent and there's a ton of guys who also think that they should be playing just because they're four and five star recruits. And that don't mean shit point in case the quarterback that went there, that was like super big time and they coached him hard and he quit. He quit in like six weeks. And now he's the starter at Auburn in the same division as TJ Finley. And he may turn out to be a dude, but I don't think that it's, 
I don't think you can run from hard coaching and be successful in this game. Because at the and next he's level, running you're from hard coaching. The, no, the kids can run from from their commitment right now because there's no contract being signed by them and the university saying they have to uphold right. their, the deal. That's right. my problem with this. That's my fundamental yes. issue. Is this is teaching them how to quit, and not you're not going to be able to just say fuck it. I don't mm -hmm. want to do this anymore and just walk out all the time. Sometimes you have to grit it and bear it and go to fucking work. And that's but the it's not illegal the time in this game. You know what I mean? That's the problem is that there's, I, I'm not saying I agree with it. So, but there's no requirement. There is no contract. There is no well, that, that has anything. To that, and that's the, that's a fault in the line. system. There has to be some kind of right. bottom line where these kids have to sign a two or three year contract. This you're at the school. This is what you're getting paid. Like this is where this is going to move forward and go. I just don't know how long it's going to take to get there. And, you know, and I see the chat and everything. Yeah. This, this is the thing about it, too, though. Like, Sarah's in the Southeast Conference region as far as where she lives. She gets to see that issue. The issue I have is the bigger issue having kids all over America and Matt having kids all over America in different conferences, different kids. When we know there's 6,000 kids in the portal, we know there's a much bigger issue than just one shitty, weird, yep. accent fuck coach. That's bad. And, and, and we see it everywhere. It's not just LSU it's, now. And that, got, it seems like we're... I got three right. kids trying to transfer. I got guys... I get 50 phone calls a year like, oh, I don't. I have my third string and blah. And these are kids that I like know and that, I, that are tough. And I, you, there's so many kids that cannot handle expectation and a grown man on their ass. And mm -hmm. they can't get out of fucking bed in the morning. And mommy's not making them pancakes anymore. And... <laughs> Like it's, I'm telling you, it's, there's a lot of bulldoze parenting out there where they just move shit out of the way for the kid rather than making them deal with it. Uh, there's a ton of kids that get recruited and their competition level point in case Colorado, where I live, the, the competition level here is fucked up. It's not equal. There's a lot of really good schools. And then there's a lot of eh, schools and they try hard and shit. No one's talking shit. Don't get all sensitive, but that's the truth. And there's no, like, you don't come here to recruit athletes. Like, Christian McCaffrey is the enigma out of this place. You know what I'm saying? Austin Eckler is the enigma out of this place. He went to Western for God's sakes. They missed on him. So there's very, there's tons of kids that leave Colorado and go to Ohio State and this place and that place. And it's the first time they're ever around real football players. And they're like, holy shit, I'm just another guy. I got to work. I'm... I'm not special anymore. No, you were never fucking special in the first place. You're a grunt. So, like, that that's my thing is all these football players, they think that for some reason they're special. You're just a guy. So many guys have come before you, and the minute that you bitch out and say you want to leave, every coach in that room is like, yes, we got rid of that fucking turd. Now I get a scholarship, and I can go give it to somebody else and try with that kid. The transfer portal... Look, Coach Wilson, Chris Wilson, who's the defense coordinator of Colorado, was my D-line coach there for five years at Colorado back in the day. Been all over college football, played at Oklahoma, is a tenured 40-year coach in this business. Has a Super Bowl ring with the Eagles, was a D-line coach for, for, with, with them when they won the Super Bowl. He said the best thing about college football now is if I don't like a kid, I can transfer portal his bitch ass and get him out. I can just cut him. And the good, the teams that have money and the opportunity – 
together are going to get the recruits. It's not about recruiting anymore. Can you pay for the players? And then getting rid of the players has never been easier now because they don't have to put up with their bullshit anymore. They can say, oh, you don't like it? Hit the portal. No, that's the thing about it. Like, I don't know if you saw that tweet, that text. This is the thing about it. First of all, there's a fundamental issue on how we pick our schools and select our schools when we go to sign these LOIs, letters of intents, or NIL, or NLIs, I mean, National Letter of Intent, however you want to call it. The kids and the parents are making fundamentally bad decisions on a year-in, year-in basis, and they don't understand the word commit. So to answer your question, cheeky in the chat, if, if my kid goes somewhere, he's going to own up to it until I know that I know. That is the bottom line. Until I know there is a real issue and my son's just not bitching out of hard work. Or, Matt, a lot of people don't realize we're going to make sure that the, the, the decision is the right one from the jump. Because this is a world changer for us, for our kids. Well, you better be, you better be a bad motherfucker if you're going in the portal. That's what, yeah, I mean, exactly. You can't <laughs> yeah. just, you can't just be like, you can't be some kid that hasn't played yet and you're just upset because you're not playing. Like, yeah, you better give me something to work at, with. Yeah. You want to go to the transfer portal? You better put some tape out so this yeah. other, so somebody else is like, hey, there's a reason we should bring this other kid in. Because if you don't have any film and you're just some kid that like played well in high school and you're in college and you walk away from that opportunity, every coach is going to look at that and go, why the fuck would I give him another opportunity? He just walked away from the one he earned. Right. That's why I said it's situational. I, I feel like it's But it's so, not. It's not. I don't believe um, it is. I mean, where, look, where is this, where's this kid from LSU going to transfer to? It's the middle of the season, dog. But then how come Alabama doesn't have, like, the similar like, for, where there's because smoke, there's Nick fire? Because it's culture. Right. It's been entwined. Georgia. Georgia. Okay. They have Kirby Smart. <laughs> right. But then at LSU, it's that same. uh, You had Ed O. This kid, Brian Kelly, had this kind of reign at Notre Dame. I've got kids there that play under him. He he ruled with an iron fist. They won 10, 11, 12 games. They've been in the playoff twice. They played for the national title with Alabama in the BCS. He, I don't know why you leave that place. He wanted this new challenge. And he's from Louisiana. Money. Look, the climate and the culture there is different. The players are different, and they look at him like he's an outsider. And he, I guarantee he is. That he may be, but they also gave him a hundred million, and he ain't going nowhere. So he, they hired him to come in here and scrub the program clean of Ed Oregon and his bullshit. If you saw, if you saw that 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 uh, uh, interview that Coach Oregon or Org John did, uh, yeah. recently, like talking about the seventeen million and hitting the door. Yeah, it's funny. And I can't sit here and disagree with the man. I probably do the same thing, but that's some fuckboy shit to say, in my opinion. That's that's the exact problem with this entire situation: is guys just running from running from work and thinking it's okay taking the money and running and not living up to your commitment. And I don't I don't like that shit. I feel like you're stealing. I, it's like free school seekers. It's motherfuckers that go to college and they play one year and they're like, oh my shoulder hurts, and then they never play again. And they signed their their scholarship saying that the school has to cover their school for the rest of their career. They're free school seeking. That's some bitch shit. You're not hurt, motherfucker. You just didn't want to play in the first place. And, so, yeah. yes, yes, he got paid. And, yeah, he sucked after they won the national title. 
And keep in mind, Joe Burrow made that man. I mean, let's be real. He Correct. doesn't win a national title without 70 touchdown Joe. So everything came together for LSU that year. He got a huge deal off of it. Good for him. I'm happy for him. He, They told him they were going to pay him, and he hit the door. I don't like the way that he... I don't like the way that he glorified quitting. That's my problem with the entire thing, regardless of how much right. money you got. And that's the problem here. These, the, Everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side. And, lo- and it may be. It may be. But it's also green where you water it and take care of it. So Correct. If, you, if you, like, overcome this, if this kid from LSU buys in and becomes LSU's best player, Brian Kelly at the pre-draft interviews is going to talk about how he overcame all this adversity and I was on his ass mm-hmm. early in, earlier in the year, and he was acting like a bitch, but he overcame it and became our best leader and our best player. And I think you should take him in the first round like you did all these other LSU receivers. What do you think? And they're going to listen to him, regardless of how right. much douchebag we think Brian Kelly is. He still has a lot of pull. He's a $100 million coach. Yeah. And I got to ask I got to ask Sarah, and I got to ask Cheeky in the chat and all these other people, when – you guys say every there's a, there's certain situations for fer, certain kids. Okay, there might be, but when do we cl- draw the line? Because there's 6,600 fuckers in the portal. Are you acu- are you all? Are you have an excuse for all of them? Because None where do we? No, no, no. Like, I'm talking about like a big situation. But where do you well, know talking, that? That's what I'm well, saying. What, we what, gotta cut what, the line what, off what, before it comes to be in. a situation. Right? No, no, not this situation. I. That's not. What I'm saying is if there is a, a big, like, if Brian Kelly is a fucking weirdo, but racist, how do we know whatever that? he is, or, you know, if something big, huge happens, that, that's then I point. feel that's like our there's point. something well, that... What, what, so we're, we're sitting here, so like... for example, no, no, no. For example, Jalen Hurd, he transferred. He had to deal with Butch Jones and well, that issue. He, Went no, to no, no. school. graduate transferred. Jalen Hurd transferred. Yeah, but he grad he graduate transferred. Like he he already had his degree from Oklahoma. He did three years. No, Jalen Hurd yeah, from yeah, the, Tennessee. Oh, no, my bad. Yeah, you're talking about the other. I'm my, my bad. Um, Sorry. No, he had to play with a concussion. Like was forced to play with a concussion after he was begging his coach, "Hey, I, I have a concussion, and you know whatever." And Butch made him play. So then at the end of that, he was like, I'm transferring. I'm done. That's it. So he went to Baylor. Baylor had zero issues. Changed position because he also wanted to play wide receiver. That was another issue. But he went, had zero problems, now is successful, and nothing else happened. But I feel like that's a big situation. If it was my son and this coach was forcing him to play with a concussion – and he was like, that that whole situation, you're risking my kid's life at that point. Yeah, I feel like you should be able to transfer. And, and but, did. but didn't he also correct. have a bunch of tape and like a name behind him at the same time? Correct. Go in the transfer portal and look through the 6,000 kids and tell me if you know any of them. Right. I'm not arguing for those kids. Those kids... I'm not arguing for them. That's an issue. There's a fucking issue with crybabies and whatever else may have you. But I don't feel like you can, when I'm saying it's situational, that's what I'm talking about. A Jalen Hurd situation versus these kids who are just quitting or, oh, the grass isn't green here. So I'm going to go over there. But at the same time, they're making their own decisions. If they fuck up with their choice, that's on them. Yeah, that's your ass. 
That's true. This is the thing, though. So, we don't in, until we put in something that says this is only way you can transfer. This has got to be this way. You're going to have six thousand in there because nobody knows the excuse. Nobody knows the inner situation of the kid in the coach's right. relationship. But it seems like we're just trying to give excuses for every single kid. No. He wanted to transfer because he wanted to play another position. And he wanted to, like the coach that's been doing it 40 years, don't know better to help this kid. Like, that's what we don't understand. I think like the outliers that, that look from the outside in are saying, well, he should be able to play any position he wants. No, really, he shouldn't. Because if my job is to get you to the NFL, then... Maybe you're a six-six tight end that just don't catch the ball well enough. We're going to move you to D-end. And if you want to transfer because of that and you think I'm an asshole, it's now become peer pressure pressure. It's not anything else. Your homies are clowning you because you got moved positions to help you better your draft status, and you don't see it that way because Twitter is clowning you. That is the number one reason there's 6,000 kids in the portal, contrary to anyone's belief. But the portal is the flaw. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there's kids are given that option. They're using the system, and the system's broken. That's Just what I'm saying. Basically, like our government. Our government system is fucking broken. So you have a huge, big fucking problem that needs to be fixed. You can't blame the fucking... I mean, you can blame the kids, but at the end of the day... They're, nobody is looking at it for these kids. They're looking at it as a business, and that's where the problem is. So get I, when the portal was you had to sit out a year, did we have this problem? No. I mean, we had people transferring, but not like that. But there was... Because you had to sit out. Con- you had to sit con- out. Exactly. It was a consequence for anything that you're going to do, and even, that's even the problem. Even if you had problems, though, like if you had a problem... You had petitioned the NCAA, and 99% of the time they told you to kick rocks. Right. So even if you had a huge problem, even if this kid, let's say Jalen Hurd went to the NCAA and said, I want to transfer, was this pre or post portal? I'm sorry? Was this situation pre or post? Pre. It was pre. And did he have to pre-portal. sit here? I, I don't. I don't. I mean, yes. Um, God, now I gotta think. When hey, let I, me ask you this, I, Matt, to segue into another topic on the same topic, but inside of a subtopic. Mm. I, I have to ask this because I have a take. I would love to know yours, and I talked about it briefly before. People hit me up all the time, like, you hate the portal, you hate the transfer portal, you hate the kids leaving, but coaches can transfer anytime and take a better job. And I've, I've, I've made my statement on to why I think that is. What is your take as far as how you how you correlate a kid transferring based on a coach bettering his or her in the basketball world uh, situation for their family, salary, better move, better school, whatever? I believe here's my take real quick. I believe coaches have earned the right. I don't believe kids have earned the right yet. I think kids need to learn earn the right before we give them the car keys to the car they cannot fucking drive. So I think they need to earn that right before we just enable them and say, okay, go ahead and transfer because the coach can go chase a fucking bigger bag to fucking feed his family after 40 years in the fucking profession. So I think there is a completely different deal. But what is your take as far as the coach leaving compared to the kid transferring? Uh, First of all, Coaches aren't transferring. They're being hired. So it's two totally different things. <laughs> Correct. Um, until all the kids are being paid and there's a salary cap, which 
Anybody who says that this can't happen is a fucking idiot. Of course it can happen. They did it in the NFL. They can figure out a way to pay everybody in college football, and they will eventually. Um, when the kids are getting paid and they sign contracts, if there's another team that wants to pay them more and there's an out in their contract, they can take it at that time. But as of right now, the coaches have contracts that say, I can leave whenever I want to go get more money, and if you fire me, you got to pay me this much, and blah, 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 blah. And it's, out, not, right. it's not so much that they've earned that right. It's it's the system. It's not the coaches are in the system just like the players are. So the coaches are playing the game that they have to play in order to coach, and the players are playing the game that they have to play in order to play. So if you want to make this equal, then start paying the players and giving them the same rights as the coaches and give them agents just like the coaches have and give them people to help them find opportunity just like the coaches do. So I uh, I think that anybody, look, I don't necessarily like, like an advisor. Coach. What's up? Is that what, is that what you think um, should happen is these kids should have like an advisor or an agent? No, they should. Everybody should have a fucking agent. Absolutely. Versus 100%. changing the portal, no, the structure the, of the portal, or do you think there the should be portal. the transfer portal is a small problem. The big problem is they're not being paid. The NIL is a is a sheet that's being pulled over everyone's eyes to make you think that all these kids are going to get paid. No one's getting paid. The top one percent is getting paid. Everybody else is watching them get paid. So there's very few players actually getting paid. They need to be cut in on ticket revenue. They need to be. They need to have a player's union. They need to have agents. It needs to be professional football at the sub level, which it already is. And everybody acts like that, except for the fucking players. To be completely honest with you, everybody should strike. Do you hear me? College football players stop fucking playing. If you want rights and you want a union, everybody stop playing this week. See how much money they lose and how, how everybody goes fucking nuts and don't play for two or three weeks and see if you get what you want. How much you want to bet you're at the bargaining table in three days. Just take the initial well, storm. I, better hope, I mean, I hope they would. Strike. I wish they would, but they I, they won't, but they should. Let me ask you this, though. This is the thing I got a question about. Manny Diaz takes a Temple gig. He goes through recruiting. He's there. You know, he gets a job in January. They, they sign in day in February. He gets fucking signed. Miami calls him. He goes back to Miami, takes the head job. Those kids get fucked. They can't transfer. That is the only time I think kids should be able to transfer and follow either the coach or go wherever the fuck you were going to go before Temple that you were your second runner-up, apparently, right? Don't, don't commit to a coach. You don't commit to a coach. That's what I'm if, and if you're okay. look in this in the current situation that we're under, and I'm talking about two different things right right here: the hypothetical, what I want to happen, and what's actually happening. The reality of it is, and everybody I work with, with the 500 kids we put into college programs, my, the center from Durango, Josh Bates, is doing his All American announcement tonight on NBC. One of my guys, like, we've got dudes all over college football that we've talked about. I say to every single one of them, do not commit to the coach. Bates committed to Lincoln Riley when he was at Oklahoma. And he's staying with Coach Venables because he wants to go fucking play at Oklahoma. He doesn't want to go play at Lincoln Riley University. So, again, right. like, you're not – if you can be wooed and swayed by a man to go to a university you want to go to because of him – knowing that he can take any job he wants whenever he wants, and then 
if you don't do your research either, if you can't go and Google the coach and look at his track record and see how many stops he's had and why he left and when he left and blah, 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 blah. You see coaches that stay in one place for a long time and are beloved and that's great. And then you see coaches that jump ship and go all over the place. Point in case, Mel, Mel Tucker was at CU. He was there for a year. I was at the, the like alumni function that he said he wasn't leaving. And six hours later, they he, they gave him ninety million or whatever, and he was at Michigan State. And me getting and like everybody in the alumni base to see, he was super pissed off. And I'm like, that I do the same shit. I, I would fucking jump at that money too. And anybody that says they want it is a goddamn liar. So look, how can you get mad at everybody for playing the system? I'm not mad at the kids for hitting the transfer portal. If you want to hit it and you don't have any film, good luck. If you're, if you're not being advised correctly, that's your ass. If you don't have agents or anybody helping you, that's your ass right now. You can't have mm-hmm. them. Um, NIL has opened that door. You need to exploit it. If guys don't, if this is the information age. If you are not informed, that's your choice. Ignorance, my friend, in these days is a choice. So, you know, I'm not mad at them for going to the portal. I'm not mad at coaches for jumping ship and going to make more money. Hey, I mean, this I've guy Michael McLaughlin a, a came in. Uh, somewhere to go make less money. My, Michael McLaughlin in the chat said that uh, he believes forty-year-old veteran coaches should be able to tr- leave, but second-year coaches shouldn't. Well, let me give what? you let me let me give you a little heads up. First of all, there is no such thing as a second-year coach in this profession. They've already been in the business twenty-plus years, exactly. and a special team assistant leaving is a guarantee going to happen. He's not the head coach. We're talking about fucking head coaches, homie, not assistant well, special teams coordinators. Also, why is there so much regulation on football players and coaches and earning potential? I, I don't like know. everybody else out in the world, like... Yeah, are you going to go from Walmart to being the CEO? Wherever you're working, you can't leave if you get a better deal for the next three years because I don't think you should. Like PGA, Matt. That's, PGA that's and Love Golf. golf. Fuck you. I'm going to leave yeah. the PGA to go make a – Pat Perez made a $1.8 million in three days this past weekend again. He wasn't going to make shit in the PGA. That's right. But Money sets the, the mindset. table. Money sets the table. If you want things to be even in college football, pay the players. The coaches are going to keep making bang. The, the schools are going to keep making bang. And if the, if the players want their bag, strike. Do you hear me? <laughs> Fucking strike and stop being a bunch of bitches. But do you think it's a mindset too? No, I think everybody's worried about going to the NFL and they need to realize that 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 means not for long. They need to get their back. But a lot of kids are followers. I don't, I don't believe like, you know. That's my point. So we need to find one leader in college football that will unionize the college football players and everybody fucking buy in and do it for the betterment of yourself and the guys that are coming behind you because now you can. I couldn't do it in my time. Nobody could do it in our time. If you sell a plastic championship ring, you get suspended for a year. The NCAA is, they, has been castrated. You've got NIL on your side. One leader in college football. The, I don't know who that is, but whoever <laughs> that guy is, unionize college football and let's go. Hey, what's I mean, that's the, a really good outlet. Hey, can you guys can you guys kind of talk? I know Matt's going to get out about 10 minutes. Can you talk about the right way to commit to a school? Um, me and Sarah was asking that question earlier. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a big take on this. Um, I believe the kids that are committing, because you say commit, the word commit, there is no such word as decommit. Can you kind of get, you deal with these kids and their parents every day, Matt. Can you break down to Sarah and other people in the chat? 
um, the difference between committing and transferring in the first year compared to see i think that's a horrible job of research and turning over rocks either as yeah, you as your you're kid, transferring in a year that's bad you or the parent because right. these parents are so in tune to chasing the seven on seven coach listening to him listening to the trainer listening to these fucked up circle that you're in and you want to chase either a pretty jersey or uniform a pretty um uh, fan base or whatever it may be instead of actually turning over rocks and saying you know what <laughs> um maybe i'm not going to follow like you say the coach university because this ain't their this ain't their university they're going to be there fucking very minute time before they transfer and leave or, or take another job so go there for the different reason than it is just to fucking Follow this coach because you're going to be butthurt real quick. And now you're going to be in the transfer portal. And my thing is, let's turn over rocks. Let's find out if this coach is really selling me a car or is he really loyal and telling me the truth. And I think we can all do that, but we refuse because we're so enamored by a jersey or a, a Nike symbol or a Jordan symbol or something that doesn't mean NFL. And, and the second part is, Matt, please explain to the people that are in the portal and defending the people that are in the portal, this is how I'll break this down, Matt. People are saying they should be able to better themselves to chase the bag and make their career path better to go to the NFL. Did me and they you, could. but did me and you not have the same goal and option in mind without transferring and saying, you know what? I'm not leaving yeah. my brothers. I'm not leaving my brothers that I bleed, sweat, and cry with. Fuck the well, coach. The, coach no, is an asshole. Wants Nobody has dream schools anymore, bro. No doubt. Very rarely, very rarely do I get a guy that comes in and goes, I want to play here. And some sometimes I do. I mean, it's happened It's happened a couple of times. Connor Jones wanted to play at Michigan. He's at Michigan. Trey Zoom wanted to play Texas A&M. He's a starting left tackle at Texas A&M. You know, Josh Bates wanted to play at Oklahoma. He's going to Oklahoma. There's some guys that walk in and say they want to play somewhere, and then they end up doing it. Most guys just walk in and say they want to play, and that's fine, too. The recruiting process is just that, a chance to get recruited. First part, if you're transferring in a year, there's a massive problem. Either the coach got fired uh, and you didn't, you know, and you were looking for security that you're not going to get, and a new coach comes in and you just, it doesn't fit on both sides, and that's one of the reasons. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that could be a reason. Um, I'll be right back. You guys per- keep talking. Personally, I think that everybody – should commit to the, you know, the, the, the at least two to three years at a university that you go to right off the bat because everyone needs to develop in this game. Very, very rarely right. are you going to be in a position to just walk in and dominate as a freshman. I mean, the best freshman I ever played against was Adrian Peterson, and he was like, <laughs> a, he was like a, an NFL player on the field as a freshman. So that doesn't happen often. It's very rare. So usually most guys need to go to college and take a year or two or three to develop into a guy that plays, you know, 40 games and starts a bunch of them and and puts good tape out to go to the National Football League. So to do that, you need an established culture. You need an established program. You need coaches that are going to develop you. And the coaches are going to take more opportunities. Again, don't commit to a coach. But this assumption that, like, I didn't play – as a freshman, so I have to look for other opportunity. 
All you're doing is going somewhere else as a young guy to sit around and prove to them over the next year that they can trust you to put you in the game. You just did that right. for a year. Why would you leave now? You just ate all the shit. You just got done with it. So now you start building yourself into a guy that they can rely on your second year and your second off season. So, so much of college football has been because of social media and, and a lot of other shit. It's like this quick stop. Like it's, I'm just here for a little bit before I go to the NFL. And 99% of these guys, myself included, need to understand that this is probably the best time you're going to have is when you're in college. The NFL's a business. It's probably okay. not going to treat you as nice as you think it is. Your body's probably going to be kind of fucked up by the time you get there, most likely. Um, so you need to monetize and make your money now and try and be in the best position humanly possible when you're done playing college football. If you can't go to the NFL, that they look at your resume and they see consistency. They don't like to see guys that have been to five different places. That's the guy that's going to bitch in training camp about wanting to get traded. That That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for guys that can handle adverse situations and have been developed and the other coaches sit there and go, yeah, he's one of our guys. He's one of those guys you can depend on. He knows the system. He knows how it works. That's what this is. I mean, the NFL and college football are good old boys league, man. And yeah. everybody knows each other and the coaches talk and the players are, are just stupid ass kids and uncle Bob's in their ear talking about like, yeah, that coach is going to get fired and blah, 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 blah. And uncle Bob doesn't know shit. So you better find somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, has real connections if you're going to get advice. It's kind of my point with like big time players and, and college football players and, and, and parents having agents. Like it should be yeah. something that happens. And I, I mean, it's a much bigger problem than just saying you need an agent, but I'm telling you, man, it's, it's true. It, even it, it even this. So, right. Hey, and hey, I got to get you out of here in a second. What, where's your take? Uh, what is going to give Sark? A fighting chance this weekend against Alabama, man. We're gonna we're gonna go to a game. His wife freaking won it already. Oh man, uh, Sarah's in love with Sark's wife. I know Nothing. her well. Uh, like the Alabama, Alabama's gonna have to lose the quarterback and half their starting offense and Anderson in order for them to like in order for them to like cover. In my opinion, I think Alabama is gonna beat the fucking bricks off of Texas. And but but that said. Alabama, the last three times they've been favored by over 15 points, have not covered. So yeah, I know. And you know, I, 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 I was like this. I, I told Sarah yesterday, I think if 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 Sark can figure out. See, I would be on, on the defensive side of the ball all week long if I was the head coach and Sark saying that I recruited and I coached Bryce Young. This is what he does well. This is what he don't like. This is He don't want to see cross plug. He don't want to see double A gap pressure. Let's do some shit that makes him uncomfortable because that's the only shot you got. Bryce Young's no, the best. I, I agree. I agree with you. I just don't think Texas has the dudes to do it. No doubt. But, no, but you know those, what he needs to do? What? He needs to pull a Mark Rick. He needs to have or, – or what's the – at uh, uh, Georgia when they were playing Florida – when he ran out on the first touchdown oh, and yeah. all, oh, every yeah. player stormed the field, that's what he needs to fucking do. And no, it got no, in there. No, no, no. Everybody's suspended. They might have a shot. Hey, I, I think, I think though, uh, honestly speaking, if Texas can figure out some way to keep the game within 14 in the fourth, Sark will have a chance. If defense in Texas, defense is the normal defense. They're going to get beat by 15. Mm. Yeah, so. and, and look, good. 
Welcome to the SEC, homeboy. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on as always. Hope hope your baby's getting better, and then I'll see you uh, Monday for the coaches show. uh, You know it. We'll get after you. bitch. Later. Later. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Good job. Good talk. Good banter. I appreciate it. Uh, We love the debates. We're going to keep having them in about four minutes. I'm going to go take a piss, let the dogs out. Um, I got dog drama, man. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Sarah's going to go get some coffee or uh, talk to Cheeky in the chat and tell him not to <laughs> stop being so fucking soft and defending these kids. And then we're going to uh, we're going to be back here for some more real talk banter. And we got a lot to discuss, actually. So uh, we'll come in and chop it up with you guys. Uh, and we'll be back in about four minutes. Give me four minutes and uh, we'll see you in about. We'll see you then. Peace. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the – we actually played each other in high school twice. Um he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd, um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another LA kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that, that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always, And also was, uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Um, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um, But anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time, a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach who also allowed me to come into OTAs and minicamp with the Ravens way back for a couple days. Art Perkins is a great guy. Learned from Ozzie Newsom, uh, played in that era. Ozzie Newsom was a different human. People don't realize that. Everyone wants to talk about the firemen and the plumbers and shit, the J.J. Reddick quote, which will, okay, well, how's that going now? <laughs> now that all these old school motherfuckers have came out and showed you that you fucking bitch-made motherfuckers could never even have played in our era. 
a little less fucking played every game in our era. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom, I think, deserves a lot of fucking credit for what he did um, as a Colt, as a Brown. Uh, you know, he was original fucking vertical threat tight end that you did not see. Everybody was inline tight ends at the time. So Ozzie Newsom's one of my fa- uh, set number two. I put Gronk at three. I put Gronk at three. Um, like I said, I've already talked about Gronk, so I put him. That's where I put him. Shannon Sharp is four. I think Shannon Sharp redefined the athleticism of the position. I believe he was one of the fastest tight ends. His brother was one of the, Sterling Sharp was a freak of nature. A lot of cats don't know that Sterling was possibly a top five receiver of all time who had his career cut short. All right, all right, all right, all right. My bad. Uh, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> hey, it's great to debate. I love it. I like great conversation. Um, I'm, just, I'm just the guy against all the soft shit. You know what I mean? I hate the soft shit. And I think, I think the soft shit is why we've given them out. And we have it at an all-time high, and that's the problem I have. Like... Like, you know, like, fuck, keep it the same. Put in some, put in some rules, put in some rules. And if there's rules, right. If there's rules, then now we have a parameter without rules. We're just fucking pissing up a rope. So, well, I think Matt made a really good point because for example, these kids before all this with, if you bought an Eric Berry jersey, did he get any of that money? No. You know, these universities and these uh, the NCAA, they're profiting off of this. Shit, and that's not fucking fair to these kids. They don't get a dime of that. So I, I do believe that at the end of the day, there, like he said, there needs to be an agent. There needs to be these kids should fucking strike. They should. I agree with all that. They should demand that there is rights for them. And. They need protection. These parents need guidance because they don't have a, a lot of these parents don't have a fucking clue. I, I mean, I go to hockey and these parents have no fucking idea what's going on. These moms don't have a fucking clue. They've never they don't even care that their son loves fucking hockey. Learn the fucking sport. Learn what he's doing so that you have a clue what's going on out there. And, and this could but be they a don't. Whole- this could be a whole debate. This could be a whole fucking debate. And my debate, I'm gonna be honest, I'm, I don't really usually flow with the the popular opinion. I would I would never give a kid an agent ever. I think now we are opening up Pandora's box to an all time high. These kids don't even know how to take a fucking piss yet. We want to give them a fucking agent. Hell no. They need guidance in this industry. That's what, because we're not the CEO of ourselves. Because coaches in high school level and youth pop Warner aren't teaching these kids shit. They're only out to make a tweet and retweet it and like it. They're not about the kid and it's a meat market and these kids are the pieces of fucking meat. Until there's a guy like me out there coaching coaches, which... They just don't want to hear the truth or I would be required. I would be booked at an all time high to come clinic their fucking asses because they won't. They won't do that, though, because they don't want to hear the fucking truth on how to coach your kid because they're scared to lose their kid. And they're they're scared the kid's going to transfer. They're scared the kid's going to go do this. This is the bottom line. The kids 
having a fucking agent is opening up something that will never be recovered. It's not recoverable. And um, the problem is we got these kids out here who feel they know everything and they're not being coached or taught anything. And all their but their parents don't have a fucking clue either. That is That's a, problem. a huge problem. But let me let me break this down real quick, okay? I go to I go to I go to speak to kids all the time, and I ask them to raise their hand. Tell me how to become a high school qualifier for the NCAA. Forty eight schools across the country. Not one kid has been correct on how they are a qualifier for the NCAA. That is a fundamental issue. Whose fault is that? There's two parts of this. I go right to the coach. I look at the coach and I cuss the coaches out. I say, it's your fucking fault right now. You guys didn't coach these kids up on how to become academically eligible to go to the NCAA. You're using them as a fucking piece of meat to get you wins and not fucking helping them succeed and become better humans, graduate, or get a scholarship. You just want wins for your bullshit-ass high school program. (laughs) And I tell them that straight out. Okay, then I turn to the kid and I say, fuck you too, because you need to be the CEO of your fucking self. Because once you put your future in this man's hands, you failed you. You failed yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're thinking you're going to put your future in another man's hands, you're fucking yourself anyway. So I look at them and say, what is stopping you? From going to find out what it takes to fucking be an NCAA qualifier. And they all look at me. And I'm like, no, because you're enabled. You all want it handed to you. You all want, you expect it to be handed to you. And that is what you're seeing, Cheeky and everybody in the chat, at an all-time rate. That is why there's 6,600 kids in the fucking portal. It ain't just one situation or another. It is a fundamental issue because these kids refuse to be the CEO of themselves. The last time I checked, if you grew hair on your nuts, Cheeky, you knew the difference between right and fucking wrong. And you could go figure out, is this a right school for me or not? And that is where I have the issue or disagreement with you guys is is I think people, because I'm a victim and I'm a, a product of... I could have made a left and followed the biggest dope deal in the United States history, or I make a right and save a bunch of fucking kids' lives like I have. So why can't anyone else do that? I grew up in Compton, homie, getting <clears throat> shot at and getting having people die on my front lawn every day. Like, there ain't no harder than that. If I can do it, these other fucks can figure out what the difference between right but and the, wrong is. But that's the difference, though. You are, you are kind of like me in the same sense of... There is hard lessons you had to learn. You had to fucking hit the bricks and make a decision for yourself. These parents are not allowing their kids. Like I said, they're so fucking sheltered in this like posh, whatever fucking world where their mom's zanned out and she's fucking whacked out because the dad's banging strippers and she has no idea what's going on in her life because all she wants to do is marry somebody who can support her. These kids are being left behind because they don't have guidance. They don't have a a tough life to hit the bricks and say, fuck, I need to think for myself. It's like they don't have a mind of their own. And that school, they're not teaching them to have a mind of their fucking own anymore. You know what I mean? Our society is not teaching people to have a mind of their fucking own. They don't get it. We don't there. You can't be taught how to have a mind on your own. It's, It's a it's an oxymoron. You have to have a mind right. on your own. You have to have your mind on your own. Like, 
you have to have Correct. your own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we think we're going to be taught how to think on our own, we're already fooling ourselves. Like, that is where the debate comes in, where this whole mental health thing comes in into play. Okay, there's mental health because we're being taught this. And I said, no, 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 no. You're mentally fucking weak. You're mentally weak because you you don't understand that mental health chooses us. We don't choose mental health. Like, I don't understand why people continue to blame mental health for all these issues. We have a huge issue with suicide rate right now, right? Suicides at an all-time high for teenage kids. And there's a reason. I, there's a bunch of reasons we can get into and all that. But I, I have to I have to break this down. Like, if you commit suicide, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the minority. A lot of people don't like this. If you commit suicide, in my opinion, you're a weak motherfucker who quit on whoever is depending on you. You quit on your dad. You quit on your brother. You quit on your son or daughter if you're the parent. You quit on someone. And that is the problem I have. Oh, man, I... He owed money, Coach JB. He owed people money. So then man the fuck up. You you took the money. So now you're going to just kill yourself off? So like... I agree with you. And there's a lot of fucking people that, that say, Oh, Coach, you're, you're, you can't live that way no more. Life's changed. We've changed. You, you're too hard. Life has not changed. No, it hasn't, dog. The bottom line is money still talks. And putting food on the table of your loved ones... And having the best career is the same it's been for as long as I've been alive. So if that's the goal and if that's what we're trying to strive for, then how the fuck has anything changed? And we just keep making more excuses for motherfuckers, in my opinion. And I don't know if you saw it, Sarah. The owner of Bed Bath & Beyond jumped off a of New York oh, skyway because apparently he fired a bunch of people and, is in a, and, and, and has a bunch of money issues and he apparently stole some money he jumped <laughs> off the building now did he jump off the building or was he pushed off the building we don't know that right um but you know man the fuck up the same thing with kate spade isn't it kate spade the purse girl who killed herself too i don't know i didn't know that i don't remember if it was i know it was one of the i think it was kate spade but she she ended up you know offing herself as well yeah, I don't know that. I just, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I, then I get your point on chasing the bag, and you should have the opportunity to chase a bag and get millions of dollars in your own situation. But when, when do we cut the line off and say, okay, you don't know how to chase the bag? Let's let us let this guy, this coach, forty years, teach you how to chase the bag. Because I know you say every situation is different and all that, and I get it, and there is. Like Alan came in the chat, and Alan knows me well, and he played for me, and Alan's coaching right now. And Alan's like, Coach, you know there's some shady coaches out there. And I and, and hell yeah, I do. But this is the mm-hmm. thing. Alan, if he's still in here. The problem is, though, I have a bigger issue leaving my teammates and my brothers that I've committed to. Fuck the coach. That's why you don't choose a coach to commit to. You choose a, whether the kid at LSU is a homegrown kid. He's from LSU. He's fucking, he's fucking... From that state, if you love your home state and you want to play there, I have to have some mental fortitude to get through a coach just being an asshole. And I get it. I understand there's every different strokes with different folks. But at the end of the day, 
I got a brother there. I got a fan base here. I got a state I represent here. Right. But at the same time, my argument is that is all. I agree with you 100%. But there is no brotherhood anymore. There is no fucking team. It's like an me, 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 me. Well, that's what so I'm these kids think differently. Well, you know? when are we going to get it back? When are we going to say enough is enough? Because eventually you're not going to fucking, you're going to lose everything then. And that's kind of where the line for me gets drawn. Like the system needs to fucking change in all aspects of our lives. It doesn't just start with college football. If you think about it, it starts with everything. Everything needs to fucking change. But until it does, how do you parent your kid to win when everybody is out for them fucking selves? Or is your kid going to be the one left behind that's like fucked at the end of the day, who gets no money, who doesn't go to the NFL because he stayed for a brotherhood that didn't fucking exist? You know, first of all, Chicky said he thinks uh, as long as you're playing within the rules, you're good. There's never been rules in this game. Never. This game's as cold as the dope game. There's never been rules in this game. If you don't think people have been paying kids for 46 years I've been on this planet, you're mistaken yourself. There's never been rules in this business. There's underlying gentlemen's agreements, and then there's the motherfuckers that got the big bags, and they've been paying Eric. Eric Dickerson at SMU has been paid in the 80s. Sorry. <laughs> they had bigger paychecks than NFL play- motherfuckers were getting. So there's never been rules and from Nick Saban to Pete Carroll to Les Miles, they've all been paying this shit. And Cooper said he agrees with you about the, the, the brotherhood thing. So who are you playing with then? Why are you playing then? This isn't basketball, dog. This isn't this is a team sport. You need the other 10 motherfuckers to get where you want to get, which is the NFL. Go out there and play by yourself and let the lineman take a knee for you and see if you get any good film and go to the NFL. You need those motherfuckers. And I don't get how you think this isn't basketball. This isn't fucking golf. This is a team sport of utmost importance. Like, you have to have all 11 at the same time going the same direction. This sport is based on team. Together, everyone achieves more. That is what team means in football. So... I get what you're saying. There's no more. It's all about me, me, me. But that's my point. When are we changing it? When are we going to fucking say this is the deal? You guys are allowing this whole thing to unfold right in front of our very eyes. And we got a troll in here. Freddie Toll says, last time I checked, basketball is a team sport. Yeah, but last time I checked, Michael, mm, it's Mike, a very Michael Jordan could take you off the too. fucking <laughs> dribble and dunk on you, you dumb fuck. Right. I, we can't, quarterback can't run around and beat 11 motherfuckers without an O-line, you fucking idiot. So no, basketball is a team sport because it takes five, but you can take a motherfucker off the dribble and dunk on a motherfucker unlike you can in football, numb nuts. So you should become a member or get the fuck blocked. So this is my point. We got so many fucking dumb people that want to say they're the naysayers out here who continue to say, I, I just believe this. The naysayers continue to protect the kid, the young people that we're so, we have a soft spot for, right? And I get it. I get it. We have a soft spot for the youth. If you've saw me or if you've seen me, um, everyone the soft culture is obviously thinks I'm too hard on kids, right? The problem is, though, you've never seen a kid come out and say, I am. Why is that? Why is that? And 
the problem is real recognizes real. And at the end of the day, you have to understand that I'm here to teach you the right way, but I'm still going to fucking love on you privately or off the screen or to show, for instance, in my scenario. And these kids get it. We don't have enough of that going on right now. We have everything is kiss ass. We don't have any truth being told to these kids. And these kids are walking around with this false right. sense of entitlement, false sense of hope. And they all think, Sarah, they're going D1 because the coach will not tell them that you're 5'6 and you run a 5'940. You're not going D1. And the kids' parents yeah, but actually. Can, they, can this coach do that? Yeah, fuck yeah. What do you mean? Well, I'm only saying, can a coach be honest with a kid when the kid's going to fucking cry and bitch and then the coach is going to lose his fucking job because of how these parents are fucking nuts? No, but like, this that's- is my point. This is my point. They're already losing them right now, kissing their ass and sucking their dicks. So I've always been up front from the jump telling the parent and the kid, listen, not all your kids are going D1. I want you to know it now. So if you want to transfer your kid, you should do so now. On the flip well, side, I mean, of this, I think it starts now too. At, at and now on the flip side, oh my goodness. I'm going to coach your kid, and I my resume has more kids in college and the NFL than anyone else. That's why you've brought your kid here to me. Right. So I'm going to let you understand if your kid's good enough, I will get him better and I'll get him to the next level. If your kid's not good enough, I will still get your kid better. He will be a better fucking member of society. He's going to get his degree, and he's going to have a chance to go be a better CEO or COO in America. He'll probably end up being the best player on this team's boss. And so 30, you do that right off the bat. Like when you're recruiting yeah. a kid, that's right what you do. Bat. I have a parent meeting I agree right with off that. the bat. Right off the bat. We have a parent meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm recruiting the kid, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that's just that. I know you had a question about recruiting earlier. Um, I forgot what it was, but what were you going to ask as far as recruiting uh, and, and, and why these kids leave, I think? Um, no, more so I, I was what these parents have no clue, right? They're so naive. What should they be looking for in a coach versus, you know, a, a sales pitch? Exactly. It goes back to my point. If you're getting recruited and you choose to go to this school, and you transfer year one, you did a horrible job of turning over rocks and evaluating the coaches or the visits that you went on. You get five visits. You did a horrible job. And there has to be a point at myself portion of this Mm -hmm. that we're not having. We don't have the point at myself anymore. Everything's you fucked me. You played me. You're a liar. You're this. Again, we don't know how to be the CEO of ourselves. And until we get taught that by high school and youth coaches, guys like myself, um, it's going to continue to just spiral out of control. So when I recruit you, I tell you straight out, this is X, Y, and Z. This is how it's going to be. This is where we're going to go. And I tell the parent this. I want the parent in that meeting because this is the deal. I'm going to recruit the parent over the kid all day long so that kid, that parent knows this is how it's going to be. And there's a reason I never had a kid transfer out on me. There's a reason I never lost a kid in some type of bullshit portal. There's a reason. 
Because, like I said, it goes back to being honest and real. And these kids see that. The kids see through you. They're they're genuine. They understand real recognizes real and et cetera, et cetera. So having said that, um, you know, it's all about the the bond with the kid in the in the in the in the, in the coach. You know what I mean? Um, right. Kingston Davis co- transferred on who? Who did Kingston Davis transfer on? Cardi G, know it all. Fuck. Cardi G's telling me that Allen, where are you at? This motherfucker's telling me that he knows more than me that he transferred. <laughs> Do you know I cut Kingston Davis, you dumb fuck? Because he was horrible and a shitbird? Do you know I cut him? How did he transfer, know-it-all, since you were there? How did he transfer, you dumb fuck? See, I love when people put their foot in their mouth and talk like they know what the fuck was going on. I clearly cut the motherfucker, and and he still stayed in through the semester and got his degree, by the way. So how did he transfer, since you know-it-all? Please let everyone in the chat know, since you know so fucking much. God damn, this motherfucker's an idiot. This motherfucker said he don't think he got a fair shot. <laughs> See, Sarah, this is why we have 6,600 kids in the portal. These dumb fucks like Cardi G who don't know what they don't know and assume shit. Because again, there's inter, there's under, underlying things, Sarah, that you see. So, so this kid is blaming me that he got cut. He thinks he transferred because the kid went on social media <laughs> and told everybody that he was that he transferred because he's a peer pressure guy and he knows he got cut and he doesn't want to be the guy that got cut on national TV. So he tells everybody on Twitter he transferred. People like Cardi G believe that. <laughs> And then they go say it and tell the coach who was actually there otherwise. It blows my mind that this motherfucker is really telling me how it went down. And then he tells me that he didn't get a fair shot. This is, Sarah, this is perfect segue. This is why the kids are so soft nowadays because these type of fucks defend them. So, so this is a guy who was late to every single thing possible. He had a BMW he drove around. He had no excuse to be late in a town of 9,000 people. And he still found excuses to be late. And he had a brand new BMW because his dads and parents gave him, fucking enabled him. So you have this kid who is coming from Michigan. And you got fan base kids and people that like the kid, obviously, defending him as to why he got cut. And, uh... It blows my fucking mind that we really are in someone else's business and think they know it more than the people exactly in it. And that's my point about Brian right. Kelly, LSU kid. We don't really know the whole end. Right. And we don't know. And that's why until we make a, a line in the sand, we're going to continue to let it spiral out of control instead of holding a kid accountable for it. And so um, I don't know. I just I just think we're giving them too many outs, too many outs. So Cam plays hockey. And one of the things that I have a big issue with is that he is beyond his years in his talent level. So much so that he scored 14 goals in one game. And then instead of you see this player with this talent, 
They tell him he can't come back because he's too good. And parents are complaining that their kid isn't getting the puck or, you know, it's not fair that there's a kid that's so much better than their kids. Or, for example, Camden, he watches professional hockey. so And, and he loves it. He has the passion for it. So he sees them, you know, with puck play, slam somebody in the boards. But if you slam them in the boards and you're you're on puck play, it's not a penalty. But if you do it and you're you know, deliberately doing that and you're not playing the puck, then, of course, it's a penalty. Well, he was at a scrimmage and he that's exactly what he did now granted he was going super fast he slammed the kid into the boards but it was all puck play wasn't a penalty this mother freaks the hell out and she's like oh my god he hurt my kid or you know oh my kid slammed into the boards and that kid should be you know suspended for playing like that blah 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 and at me as a parent of course you know it's probably not appropriate but i didn't say it to her but under my breath, I'm looking at my husband and I'm like, if the, then that kid needs to do fucking figure skating. Okay. If he can't handle the fact that this is what's going to happen to him, why are we catering to the kid who's not competitive or who's going to get hurt out there because his mom is babying him in a sport that's contact? How do you fix that system, that broken system of these parents demanding I don't, it's not fair? I don't know if you fix it. I think you just get to get, get, to get your kid out to the best elite talent <laughs> there is. Like, you got to take your kid to the best level, whatever level it is at that level. I don't know what – I don't know shit about hockey, so I don't know how it's leveled. Like, you know, how it, But that's the mentality, though, with these well, yeah, parents, even everywhere. in football. And that's – I mean, that's the, L, that's the mentality with this LSU kid, though. There's no difference. That's what I'm saying. We're not changing it. We have to change it somewhere, and it starts down there. And now, for some reason, it's transcending upwards to the NFL level where they're the same motherfuckers. They're transferring to, in essence, demanding trades. So, like, I don't know, man. It's it's like, I don't I don't get it. That's why I was like, okay, well, Sarah's hard on her kids. She, she demands the best. Her and her husband demands the most out of them. They're not going to just take it in, in, in the ass, so to speak, and talk shit to them. I, they're going to talk shit to them for a reason. They're going to listen to their kids. They're going to understand it. And then they're also going to defend them. But they're also going to hold them to the fire. Right. So that is why I was wondering, like, well, you have the same. That's why it became great banter yesterday. I'm like, well, you have the same ideology as I do. So I don't understand what's the difference between your son and this LSU kid. Because, well, I, the difference now, is, is we don't you know there. if it's the same situation, though, as as as. If he if he is in fact being a crybaby bitch, if that is the facts of everything and we can have that evidence, then he fucking deserves to be cut or held to like then he's being a bitch. But how do you know that it's Brian Kelly like you say you do? I don't I, I'm speculating there's a big change that's in the culture it. there. That's the problem. So what happened? That that's the problem across America's landscape right now, though. We got too many speculating parents, coaches, kids, administrators, everybody outside. Cardi G. Cardi G's the biggest speculating fuck in America. <laughs> so like we speculate. Which makes asses out of us, and we don't know. And there's so many underlying things that happen in a football locker right. room. Like, there's so much shit happens in a football locker room that nobody outside of it will ever know or understand. And there's so many Correct. reasons to why you're leaving. And I'm just going to be honest. 99% of the time when I hear about kids transferring and I hear about the kid being disgruntled in, on campus and being mad and all this, it's because 
He got dissed or clowned by a fucking other teammate, peer pressure guy. He got this peer pressure issue because somebody clowned him. Somebody stole his girl. Somebody beat him out on a position. Somebody did something. It's peer pressure more than it ever is a coach. And I'm just so curious to come to find out um, that what else happened and transpired. And that's why... Um, no, I'm not speculating that he doesn't have a legit issue to transfer. I'm speculating that the world is soft, and it's a fact. The fact is we have 6,600 kids in the portal. That's not speculation. That is fact. So, But then you have to – where I hold people accountable here too is I know my kid, I, and I'm not going to defend him if he's fucking wrong. I know, and I'm, I'm also not going to cover his tra- – you know what I'm saying? Like I, I know – I know his the way his personality is. I know his flaws. I know everything about him. Parents don't know their children anymore, so they just automatically assume, oh, well, you know, Cam told me that his coach called him a weenie. I my When my kid tells me, hey, coach was being, well, why? What happened? And I listen to how he tells me the story, and then I can – gauge whether he's being a little baby or whether I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me figure out what's going on. But you're still in fucking trouble if you talk to your coach a certain way, regardless. That's your fucking coach. I don't care if he's wrong or if he's right. You still have to have morale and to respect people. So let let me ask you this. You guys keep talking about this hint, uh, whatever the kid's name was, Heard or whatever. You guys Jaylen are okay. Hurt. You guys are okay with Hurd leaving because he couldn't get his way. And no, it's not because he couldn't get his way. He was he it was uh, he was concussed. He had a concussion. I have it in my notes, but he and and that is the truth of what happened per source on administrative staff that said he was forced to play with a concussion in the Georgia game. And he did not want to play. Butch made him go in with a concussion. And then that is when he took it further and said, I cannot play for somebody who's not going to have my back. He See, tried I, sitting gonna, out. I, I, I want to dig, dig into this particular one because I'm going to try to find out and talk to I'm going to talk. I'm going to reach out to Butch. I'm going to find out because I guarantee you the coach's perspective is a total different one. And I know I get it. I get it. I go just going to say, but. I, I, I just have been there as a person that's been in there. And, and, and when the kid says something and the truth is that fucking no, this was medical staff, it was heart. he had a concussion. I know. <laughs> like this was I, a whole thing. I get it. I get all that. But I'm just telling you, the trainer clears kids, not the fucking and she did coach. not clear him. Did this not clear not, him. It's not possible, Sarah. That's not this possible. is possible. I promise. This is a whole scandal. Well, it might be a scandal, I believe, there. But I'm, what I'm Perfect. saying is, the trainer, does she get fired? I mean, I, I don't know anything about that, but I'm talking uh, about the whole situation. Uh, only of facts that I know from the sources that were there that said this is exactly what happened with yeah, the whole see, situation. I just don't listen to other people in that regard because I've been there as a coach, and it's so hard to, under, to listen to these kids. I'm just going to tell you right now, 99.9% of these kids are fucking liars. They are liars. But he, he refused to go back in the game. Well, of course That's, he did. That's the big soft, thing. Because they're soft. Now, I'm just saying, they're 99% liars, though, is my issue. Now, maybe I he had a concussion. I, I believe you. Maybe he had a concussion, all that shit. But 99% yes. of these kids are liars. And the bottom line is, um, 
You guys are defending a right. coach that you don't know, that you don't know about. You weren't there. Persi- you he got fired pers- for lying about four different four different injuries on his team. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But you also have a biasy because you didn't win there with him. If he won there, we would did, your guys' is- – We didn't do a bad thing. I mean, honestly, he had how many players that he could he should have won with. But I, I'm not biased against Butch Jones. I'm not. And I'm not biased against Jeremy Pruitt. They have the things that happened that got them fired. That's their fault, not mine or Tennessee's fault. I don't give a shit. Right. But if that happens and you get fired and my kid is refusing to go in because he has a concussion and then by a trainer says that they he can't go in. He is has a concussion and you're forcing him to play then we have a big fucking problem. Yeah, but there's first of all, uh, that's the first time I've ever heard of the coach outlining the or outweighing the trainer because the trainer said that's that's their end all, say all, be all. That's it. it that's is. why I got fired. So I, I didn't. I don't know the story. So I, I'm just. I'm not gonna. Um, I can't speculate because I don't know the story. But all I know is it. It sounds very hard for me to believe any of this. And it's I'm just telling you that. And, I'm a and this is why this is why I'll bring on Eric Ainge and I will bring on all everybody in Tennessee who knows everything about this situation because they can 100% confirm all of this story. Well, they it's can't not 100% just me. I have inside sources. That's the difference. With this whole thing. Remember though, they can't not 100% confirm. That is where you and Cheeky are confused here. Because unless you were there inside that locker room, you can never they 100% were. affirm confirm it. That's they the problem. They were inside the locker room. Huh? They were inside the locker room. This a- did happen. Like I have my sources are. I'm not just making some bullshit up. I have inside sources that were there that confirmed this whole thing. Was Ains in the locker room? His source was there. See, that's, I just, it's hard for me to follow sources unless I'm there. Well, I'm not, no, I'm I mean, saying, I, I no, can I, tell I you. you, I'm not going to tell my yeah, source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I get it. What I'm saying is, I don't ever, I can't speculate on a source because it, it, it comes back to bite me later on. And, and a lot of these kids, I've dealt with these concussion issues. And I'm going to tell you, TJ, all these guys in here that play for me, they'll tell you straight out. These motherfuckers lie about this shit all the fucking time. These kids. But, I'm talking about kids. Correct. About kids. So then how, but right, if it's one kid, it could be a lie. But when you have multiple kids saying, hey, this is what happened. This coach did this. And then the coach gets fired for that very reason. Then it is what it is. But again, Sarah, this is why we have 6,600 transfer portal kids. What if they're all doing it? This is the generation what do you, what do you we're mean? in right now. These kids are doing it at an all-time rate. What, what makes you think that these kids don't want the coach fired? Like, what happened when the kids? Sure, there's situations with that. Like, Absolutely. What, what, like, what, I mean, what's your take? What's your take on the on the Oklahoma deal with firing the coach who said the N word on accident reading this kid's rap song that he was writing during a meeting? Do you think that is warranted and fair? Okay, so it's really hard. I feel like for me to give like an honest opinion on that because of how people are going to spin that. Um, I hear you, but, but th- we don't even but, need to get into that. We don't need to get into it, but I want to try to correlate or relate this and that because again, we are speculating on a situation that happened in a locker room scenario that we just don't know about unless we were there. But and, we do know. Huh? We do know. 
do no what? Okay, so that guy, for example, with Oklahoma, he read the facts are there. That's why he got fired. No, they're not. It's the same. No, they're not. Again, you guys are, now you guys are speculating that you know the facts. No, no, no. You just said that he got fired for reading rap lyrics. But I do have an inside source on the Oklahoma one. That is okay, not the fact. Okay, so that's what we were told. Right. Exactly. And that's you what keep going by what you're told by people that. outside. So you know the inside of that. Huh? And I'm going to take, I, right, you have an inside source with that. So I'm going to take your word on a, that. Because I have a coach on the staff. Correct. So that's what I'm saying. Correct. Like, unless you have a, I have the same thing. <laughs> it's not just some Joe Blow on the team who's I, like, oh, I, yeah, this is what happened. There is a he Joe Blow. He was fired. There's a Joe How is it a Joe Blow? I'm telling you, there's a huge. See, this this is going to be a disagreement for the whole year because you know why? Joe Blow. You don't know who my source is. There is a problem. You're not a coach, then there is no real source. What? Because I'm not a coach, I can't get an inside source. No, 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 no. I'm talking about your source. My source was in there. I'm not going to tell you who it was. Maybe privately, I'll tell you who it was. No, I get that. But that's what I'm. I get that. What I'm saying is, unless the source is a coach, we're never going to agree. We're never going to agree because I don't believe sources. I believe everybody is looking for a retweet. But you said your source was a coach. Why can't mine be somebody who is on the inside either who was maybe a certain position that I'm confirming this with? Again, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is, unless he is a coach, I am never going to believe it. I'm just telling you, I, this is from, but experience. that's what I'm telling you. The source is not a Joe blow. The no, source I, is I, somebody I in no, that no, locker no, no. room. I who is? I'm not, I'm not refuting what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm just saying in general, unless the source is a coach, I'm not ever yes. going to believe it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. In general, I'm saying that in general, not just to your right. scenario. So correct. Yeah. And that's why I I believe it, because my source is somebody that has importance on that administration and on that staff. Yeah, that's fine. What I'm saying is every day, though, I get I always hear source and then I'm like, well, who is it? Well, it it was my buddy that's on the media. It's my buddy that was in the training staff. It was a G.A. It was this. No, 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 no. no. Those are not not your scenario. I'm just saying in general. So when I hear that, I automatically say, unless you're a coach. I'm not going to believe you because you're out for a clout chase. You're out for this. You're out for that. Not your scenario. I'm just talking about in general. So I hear this all the time. I hear this all the time and I get all these information and I get these people that come out and say, oh, coach, he had a concussion. He did this. He did that. And I go, really? Were you there? And then they they come to find out. And then the coach calls me like, JV, that motherfucker didn't have shit wrong with him. He's just a bitch. He didn't want to compete. He fucking went. And that's when you start saying, okay, that's what it is. Because I've coached. I see it every day. So, like, Perfect. the Oklahoma scenario is, again, we're like, fuck, we are, the facts are there. No, they're not. Because the facts never have came out to this day yet. And so, that's the problem I have with the Oklahoma thing because the facts have not came out. And the daughter of the, of the offensive coach, the wide receiver coach, has come out and said, you know, my dad was thrown under the bus. Wait till the truth comes out. And so what she Correct. said, and then I DM'd her. I actually talked to her because I know her. And I'm like, damn, I've heard this too. And then I'm like, I'm like, fuck, wait till it comes out because people are going to be very, very shocked. And... Again, people think they know when they really don't know the scenario. And so, Absolutely. 
It's kind of fucked up, but that's what's happening right now. We have 6,000 of these scenarios, and everyone's ex- accepting the excuse of the kid. And it's like, but hold those on. kids don't have. That's what I'm. T- I'm saying that I think that you misunderstand. I don't care about the 660 whatever that do not have a legitimate excuse. I care about the one percent that do have a legitimate problem. I get like Jalen Hurt. I get it, but let me ask you. This is my point, though. How do we know this? Because you opened the floodgates. There was a just like you know your situation with the Oklahoma. No, 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 I no, have no, no, the no, same no, no. tea. No, that's not my point. You're missing what I'm saying. How do we know the 6,600 kids in the portal scenario? Because we only see that number because we've opened up the floodgates on allowing one kid to do it. Now anybody can make up anything and enter the portal. So well, that's where it's wrong. Your point, your point as your point as your point taken to the fact that we every kid has a different scenario. Some kids should be able to leave. That I, I I tend to agree with that, but I don't agree with you letting them out because then it allows what's happening: sixty six hundred kids. So we have to have a like a it's like a system a, in place it's before like a court they of enter law. the transfer yeah, portal. It's not a court of law. Prove me. Prove to me that this happened. Do that, Correct. and then we'll, we'll grant your release. But I in, agree. Until the NCAA has a commissioner, we're going to continue to argue for no reason because there's no there's no rule in place that's going to stop this from happening. And all we're doing now is speculating on the outside, depending on a source, that this is what happened. And we're like, we're going to be we're going to continue to sound ignorant because we don't really know the truth. But we do know we see sixty six hundred kids in the portal. Right. So, but I mean, that's the problem is it's not just, there needs to be a system in place. You cannot just allot these kids. Okay. Go, like the, the freedom that they're getting. And, and, you know, like I said, it's situational. I don't believe that life is not fair. I'm like, that's when you point. break it down, that's my point. Some people are better at fucking football and some people are better at basketball. But the problem is these it starts with the parents thinking that their kid is something special. You have to have a certain kid that has an it factor, a drive it, it, that's different, you know, and when they see, I just see. don't believe that every kid needs this out and they kind of need to be parented differently but we can't i can't fix those things i can't change that all i can do is focus on my children and and hope that they're different but no doubt doubt. like cheeky said nobody knows we listen to people we trust that is the problem right there i don't trust a fucking soul besides my own eyes because there's two people in the world i trust me and the other motherfucker ain't you that's how i look at it i don't believe anyone else because I've been in this scenario, Sarah, where I've seen a dude that I knew and I'm like, damn, this guy told me this. And I'm like, all right, I know this guy for a long time, only to come to find out he had a beef with the head coach and he was trying to backstab him and get him fired. And he was making up bullshit. And, he, and I trust. I was like, damn, I, I know this dude for a long fucking time. So, that, again, a dude I supposedly trusted had his own ing- underlying agenda. And that's why I don't listen to nobody else but my own eyes or a coach I know that is actually there with his hands on the kid. Right. And that's why I don't listen. And, that, and listen to this, though. The coach that I usually listen to, 
He's not a friend of mine or, a tr- I, I mean, you know, we're cordial because he recruits for me or whatever, but he's not a guy that I would trust. I just know he has no reason to lie about it. And if I see a picture or a screenshot of something, then I know he's not lying. And so that is when it breaks the line for me. I want to see some shit. I don't give a fuck what you tell me because I don't trust right. you. And, it, and that goes good, right, or in bad. That goes for the kid. It goes for, it goes for your source. And it goes for the coach. It goes in all scenarios. So, I don't know. I just don't believe in the whole thing. Because I'm like, dude, I don't. there's so many people with so many hidden agendas out here right now. Because we're so soft. We all want a fucking handout. Even coaches. These motherfuckers want handouts. And they'll backstab you in a fucking New York minute. This business is so shady, Sarah. It's like got to be like modeling. It's all. Oh, yeah. It's all like that. These are all the same things. They're cutthroat. They're all. Um, but that's the world we live in. It starts. I mean, I'm even seeing that with parents that are with youth hockey. I mean, and with freaking football, there's a hidden agenda. If my kid is better, guess what? They want him gone. That's fucking crap. Well, like, get this, the fuck out of here. Curdy Manlow, who says it's on the kids, let them go fail. And then they're on. Well, their I own. agree with that, too. Who cares? This is the issue why I'm debating on the whole fact that we don't need to let them all transfer because the product and the quality of the product on the field is shitty and I'm paying $200 to go see it. That's why you don't allow every fucking swinging dick to enter the portal. And what are you teaching these kids? You know what you just taught 6,000 kids? They're going to go into fucking society and do the same shit, homie. That's what you don't get. You but just we can't think it's prevent football. that. This ain't football. But you can't prevent people. From, I mean, my job is not to worry about the I, like the other kids that are going to make their own choices to be shitty. Like, and if they have a bad life, that's on them. I I'm not going to pay for their decisions. No, we're just talking football, though. Let me let me let me break it down in, in just broader, retrospectively speaking. You will care if one of them motherfuckers is a mass shooter at your elementary school. My point is it's going wider than football. This thing is becoming a societal issue. Right. And 6,600 kids, even though it's a minute number in a, in a, in a country of 30, 330 million, 6,600 kids thinking about paying it forward, so to speak, gets out there like wildfire because a lot of the naysayers out there are the normal 330 million general population are looking at these motherfuckers because they are big time players, coaches, Mm -hmm. entertainers, and otherwise, and they follow them. And, you know, you light a match on a fucking leaf, that motherfucker branches out fast and catches the whole forest on fire. And that's what's happening right now. People look up to these motherfuckers and are doing it at an all-time rate. And it is affecting kids we may know, our own kids maybe. So, I don't know. I just think right, that's... But then, you're, then anybody who has an opposing view gets censored, banned, whatever. So, it doesn't make a difference because these are your... The, the, your essentially, they want you to look at these people because they know the majority of the world are followers. So, I, I mean... People go to school to become a good worker. They don't go to school to become an entrepreneur or somebody that's a CEO at a business. That's not what people do. And that doesn't create people who can think freely when they're being told what to think. So they're going into this portal and 
And then what? We have a society that's like, oh, it's okay. We'll pay your student loans. No worries. It's okay. We'll pay your unemployment. It's okay. We'll do this. That's that's the problem. Cody Manlow, you're very sadly mistaken, first of all. 6,600 of the kids in the portal aren't average? No, they are average. They're all shitty. You never heard of the 6,600 kids in the portal, so you I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and I don't know if you've looked at the stats, but there's been more there's more NFL retirees in the first three years than we've ever had in the history of football, and there's more kids quitting after the first year scholarship committed kids quitting at the D1 level than we've ever had in football. So, I don't know what you what where where you're going with this. You're just contributing to the point. So you're saying it's cool to go quit, or go into the portal. That's my point. That's the shit I don't want. That's the shit I don't like or respect. It's all coming down to that. I don't I, You're you're saying fuck it, I'll go in the portal. Well, to me that's fuck it, quit. That's the same shit. I mean, I don't get it. What's what's your point? But we need to, that's where this problem is. We have all of these options for people who don't want to work, who don't want to have, they want to quit. We have all these options in play. What about the people who are working their fucking ass off? I've got to pay how much in taxes because I'm working my ass off. Right. No doubt. I, I get it. So. My thing is, though, you're depending on that whatever. You're, let's just say you're working in your team, right? You're depending on your team. What if they just jumped up and left you and you had 30 things due that day? Then I would have to man the fuck up and do them. Yeah, but you'd feel a certain type of way. Mm. You're not going to just be like, okay, cool. Go ahead, babe. I appreciate you. Peep out. No, I would say, fuck y'all. And then I do what I have to do. But we're not. That's that's why I'm saying that's not what was happening, though. What's happening is you have a cat. James Harden demands he wants to leave. Okay, he demands he wants to get out. And he has Kyrie Irving and these other people condoning it. Whereas my generation would be like, fuck you. Just like you. You don't want to be here with me. Get the fuck on. And that is what we have. We have cats that are okay with you entering the portal. And, and no, that's the problem. I know there is a, the we, problem is that there is a portal that doesn't have any requirements. Yeah, no doubt, and that's the problem. And then this Brandon Gallegos guy, he thinks he knows the situation too. Can everyone please point out why Jermaine transferred so everyone knows? Oh my um, God! Well, what about this Brian Case guy? He thinks that he knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> What did he He's say? He's a fucking loser. Uh, He's like, she doesn't have a real source. Come suck my dick, Brian. Come suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey. Hey, spit the heat. Take the heat. Hopefully, if you talk the heat in the kitchen, you can take it. Um, the bottom oh, line is. I can is, do it. I can take it. The, no, I know you can. I'm talking to, the, I'm talking <laughs> to them. I'm this is the thing. This Brian Gallegos fucks. At least Brian Case is a member. This fucks not a member. He he's saying that Johnson quit because he transferred from Georgia. Can everyone please let him know why he transferred? You dumb fucking idiot. The bottom line is, you idiot. Jermaine Johnson played two years at Georgia. Fuck boy. He didn't quit or leave and transfer the into the portal. He got a fifth year because of COVID. You fucking retard. So unless you know your facts, shut the fuck up and keep swinging from our nutsack. Sarah has nuts too, bigger than yours, by the way. 
whoever is like, I haven't seen Sarah be spicy or have this attitude. I I got it out of her. I got it out of her. By the way. (laughs) I'm sweet, but there's sass there. And sometimes it's on high sass alert, but I'm very assertive. I am. I mean, I mean what I say. That's just who I am. I'm very strong willed and strong minded. (laughs) Mike Green trusts everyone, he said. Well, you're going to. Do you, uh, do you trust Sarah okay. if she wanted to peg you in the ass with your dildo, you fuck? She might. Um, <laughs> fuck. Holy shit. What a joke. Um, anyway, I don't even know. I just We've been talking shit, debating in the last few days. And it, We're not fighting. We're just debating. Everything's good. <laughs> hey, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, I, I, I do have one thing to say, though. I don't believe mothers who are my... By the way... Majority of these mo- single parent kids are mothers that are raising them. I don't think the mothers are in tuned to the process and they only see the gold and the glitter and the gold. They do not turn over rocks and understand what it takes to become a college athlete at a big time school. And then you see them yep. transferring after a year. This is the issue I have. When the kid comes home to mama and says, mama, I don't like it at Oregon. I'm going to transfer to Clemson. And the mom instantly says, all right, do what you got to do. That is the problem. The mother doesn't know. The mother Mm -hmm. doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So she's allowing the kid to just do whatever. And now you have a bigger problem. And that is why we have 6,000 motherfuckers in the portal on top of the soft coaching and administration. So, I mean, I agree. I 100% agree that these women don't take the initiative. That's the problem is the the majority, not all women are like this. We do have a lot of women who are good moms. I will say that. But the problem is these women do not take the initiative to learn what the fuck is going on in their life because they are told from a very young age, marry a guy that can take care of you. Life's great. You drive your minivan. They don't even know how to fucking drive a goddamn minivan. So how can you expect them to know what's going on in their fucking kids' lives? But we're giving them the keys to the car already. I mean, the problem is that we, I guess there's no fucking expectation anymore. I just think this. You have five visits to go on. You have four years of getting recruited and getting your dick sucked by these coaches. That is enough time, ample opportunity to see everything. And I believe you have to have some coaches that understand it and all this. But let me let me break this down. I believe coaches' kids obviously are going to have a heads up or a, a leg up on the, the average Joe getting recruited, obviously, right? Right. But I'm just going to say it right now. How many coaches did the head coach fire during my recruiting process for four years? I'm going to look at that. How many kids are at my position on that roster? How many kids do I got to beat out? How many kids at my position are you currently recruiting in my class? How many kids have I DM'd? And ask them about the head coach. See, that's the difference between me and everyone else. That's why I used to get every kid and out-recruit everybody. I used to have the kid I was recruiting DM my players. And if there's not more of a truth serum in the world than that, then you're fucked. Because a kid on your roster is going to tell a kid the truth. They don't lie. Those kids don't lie. So the kid on the roster is going to tell the kid I'm recruiting 
Man, dog, this shit's crazy. I'm just locked in. I wouldn't fucking come here. Or they're going to be like, hey, man, listen. Coach JB is a real motherfucker. He's going to cuss your motherfucking ass out, but he's going to sure buy you a hamburger and love on you too. And he's going to get you a D1 scholar or get you to the league. It isn't, right. proof is in the pudding. So that is what I used to tell kids to do. And when kids did that and was like, fuck. And you know what the kicker is? I used to tell the same kid to do that to their coach, to, to the recruiting school that it was a rival. So I'd say, hey, dog, ask your coach to see if it's okay to DM their players. And if the coach, oh, nah, man, you shouldn't have DM my players. Guess what? You know they're hiding something, motherfucker. I ain't hiding shit. I'm transparent. DM my motherfucking players. Find out right now from my team before you make a, a life-altering decision. And that is why I don't have kids leave. That is why kids stick it out in my program. That's why kids buy in because they know I have nothing to hide. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm going to let my players tell you the real. And they may say, coach is an asshole, but they're going to say, coach is honest, truthful, real, and he's going to get you the next level if you come in ready to work. And you don't want that kid to come to your place by lying to him anyway because he's not going to be able to take your coaching, and he's going to transfer right. anyway. He's going to bounce anyway. So that's how. That's just my take on it. I think that's, that's, how, that's an amazing take because that's true. I, it's a thing that a lot of people don't do. They don't. They don't. Do the research. They don't prove. research. Yeah, they don't. And, and you know, I, I take it back to the coach because it's like the coaches should be telling these kids this. And they should be teaching them this free game that they don't. They don't do it. So it's like, you know, you don't want to teach them. It is what it is. But um, I just climax, by the way. So we're at the <laughs> climax segment of this show. I mean, that is the climax. I, don't know I think if, we've reached the climax. I don't know if you guys all know that. Uh, John, this is like John, pillow John, talk now. appreciate you, John. Sarah, I like your style and views on the show. Are you close with Ainge at all? We were rival quarterbacks in Beaverton, Hillsborough, Oregon. You got to get him on the show. Talk Vols and college football. Keep it up. Yes. So actually, um, I wanted to have him on today. He was busy. But I do plan on, if next Friday works, um, I am going to live broadcast from Knoxville. And hopefully, if he... um, if he doesn't have his kids, then he will be a guest. Mike Green sounds like a hater in the house. He says that that John wasted ten dollars on a woman that ignores him. He just she just answered him, dumb fuck. They don't know me. These are people who are judging me based on things that they don't fucking know about me. Well, that's just America. That's the world we live <laughs> in. These motherfuckers are all fucking. Um, soft and they all assume they all assume so right Mm. (laughs) so my goodness (laughs) right Uh, what did we even oh my god i think i have some would you rather questions but (laughs) oh go ahead i would love to hear i'm down maybe we'll lighten up lighten up the mood here um all right so, would you rather accidentally send a sext to your mom or send a nude to your ex? Damn, fuck me up with that. <laughs> Say it again. Would you rather accidentally send a sext 
to your mom or send a nude to your ex? A nude to my ex because she she already knows what I got. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want my mom to know I'm fucking weird if I if I do the weird thing. Oh my god! So one time Matt has this issue where he like doesn't read the text sometimes, and he'll just send it, and or you know he's thinking about me, but then he doesn't like change the text because he was just texting somebody. So he texted my mom. He was. I like walked by him and he was like, oh, you turned me on in those panties or whatever. And he sent it to my mom. Damn. He goes, he goes, call your mom right now and tell her not to look at her phone. And I said, hell the fuck. No, I'm going to let her see that shit. That's funny. <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, okay. So then next one. Would you rather have the best sex of your life or mediocre sex every day for the rest of your life just one time so the first it would you rather have one night with the best sex of your entire life or would you rather have mediocre sex for the rest of your life fuck i don't know i don't i can't do mediocre <laughs> I, I just I I change. I'd rather have the best in my life once a every day, <laughs> once a day. Like that's that's just what it is. Like shit. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Um, dealing with I don't know. dogs. I'm trying to find homes for my dogs. So if anybody's out there, um. I'm trying to find home for Bailey and Bonham. Let me know if you guys are interested. DM me, email me, coachjb12 at gmail.com. Great, greatest dogs in the world. I got to get them uh, forever homes. All right, you got another one? Um, okay, would you rather never come again or never be able to have your favorite meal again? God damn, who, drove, who came up with these motherfuckers? <laughs> um... <laughs> So at this current stage in my life, um, I'm rolling with the food. Fuck it. I've came enough. I've came enough in my life. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, my God. Like, shit. Yeah, I'm good. Would you rather be a sugar daddy or have a sugar mama? Oh, sugar mama. I'm never, I'm never. <laughs> you got me fucked up if you think I'm a sugar daddy ever. Hell no. I, see, you know me, I hate enabled motherfucker. So anyone that I think has a sugar daddy is a fucking cop out, sell out, softy. Go yes. get your bag. Go get your bag. <laughs> Fuck all that sugar daddy shit. Oh, man. Okay. Would you rather have sex with somebody who smells or somebody who doesn't brush their teeth. Oh, shit. I, when it, man, I'm going to tell you, I, I give real and raw and uncut answers that motherfuckers just won't say. I think my, I think my dick has been in some worse shit, so <laughs> I can wash my dick, and if you smell down there, cool, but bad breath is a no-no. I can't fuck with bad breath. Like I'll put my dick into some into some trench warfare, 
before I ever have to smell your breath. That's real <laughs> shit. Lee, a lot of motherfuckers won't tell you. See all these motherfuckers talking about the teeth and shit? Bullshit. Motherfucker, I'll stick my dick in, in trench warfare because I can wash that bitch off. I ain't, I ain't smelling your old breath, fucked up breath. Jada, you know it's real too. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. Keep it real. <laughs> Okay. But I'm not going to well, do First of all, if I smell you that badly, we're not we're going to depart ways. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So last one. Would you rather have oral or a hand job for the rest of your life? If you had to pick one. Well, if it's good oral, hands come with it. So <laughs> Wait, uh, Only one. You have to pick only one. Oh, oral. Fuck that. I could give myself a hand job. <laughs> I could probably suck my own dick too, but I'm not going to go there. Um, <sighs> oh, man. I'm going to cry. That's funny. <laughs> um, trying to deal with this. Oh, boy. Um, Let's see. Yeah, pause, TJ. I had to, I'm dealing with dogs, dog. I'm trying to get these dogs out of here. Let me ask you this: What is the single mo? What is the single reason girls down there smell? Because I'm curious. <laughs> you don't know? I, I'm just saying. Don't women know? But I'm saying, don't women know? Like, wouldn't you would know and say, okay? You should know. Man, there's women walking around this motherfucker like they don't know their shit smells like balls, dick, and pussy mixed. I don't know. Like, how do you not know that your shit smells like straight hot dog, hot dog water? I don't understand that. Oh, Jada's, that's right. Not going to the OBGYN regularly. I mean, that could be something. Yeah, but I, my point is, how do you really walk around acting like you don't smell? I don't know. So you I t- don't know. let me ask you this, Jada. Can you smell your own shit and know if it's fucked up? Cause because if that's the problem, why are you even putting yourself in a situation to have sex if you know your shit smells? I mean You should men, like that's like all you men, all you men in here know what I'm saying because you've all fucking around some funky ass cock. You all know you've had some. And how do you know how did the woman even not fucking know she smelled that bad i don't like don't i, I don't know like, like don't I'm you shower my breath. In the morning i'm gonna and check my breath i'm gonna check my balls i'm checking all that right. like, okay i know my shit is right especially if things are about to go down i feel like i'm extra i don't know maybe i'm more aware but okay, I'm let me, let me, really I'm gonna break good. it down for all the men. We're in the sex chart of this show all of a sudden. But let me <laughs> let me break it down real quick. Um, when I was young and dumb, and you know, when guys are young, finger banging when you're 14, 15 is the biggest thing ever, right? Hey, so, finger banging still in? Is it? Yeah. I haven't finger banged a girl in years. Well, maybe you need to. Oh hell no! Nah. Uh, it's a waste of time. Waste of time. Waste of time. Come waste on. Of time. <laughs> so. But back in the day, back of the day, um, finger banging was big time. So before finger banging, when you're 13, 14, 15, whatever year, you used to rub it over the pants, right? Or over the panties or whatever. 
It wasn't, you weren't to that level to go down in there and actually touch the skin. You were just now, maybe their second date and you were kissing and she grabbed you. Second date, you're finger banging? I mean, um, shit. I don't want to go. First date. First date, I'm fucking. But we're not going to go there. So, so listen, I'm rubbing on the top of the pants or whatever. And I better be honest, like it got wet and moist, I guess. That oh, motherfucker that smelled like the sewer of New York City. And and she went through panties and thick-ass oh. jeans. She went through some jeans and panties. How the fuck did you leave the house knowing that your shit is that bad? You smelled my truck up for months. I had to spray. I had to get my whole truck sanitized. So, obviously, I never took those pants off. And... I had to pour whiskey on my fingers. Oh. Oh. Hell no. I know. Dog, I wish she would have peed on me. I know what pee (laughs) smells like. Peace would have been. Pee would have been a lovely fucking thing. If it. If it was pee, I would have been. It would have been lovely to smell her pee. It was so bad. (laughs) It smelled like. It smelled like motherfucker. A whole baby died in that motherfucker. Oh. Oh, man. I don't know where this show went. It got away from us. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. But, hey, it is what it is. It's a great day to have a great day. Any closing remarks, Sarah? It's been a great one. Tomorrow morning, I'll be back at 6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast. Um, tomorrow, it's Thirsty, Thirsty Thursday. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Yes, and I have one of my friends coming on. And one of my is, model uh, friends. She is not blonde, by the way. Yes, guys, we are getting real. I mean, she's spicy. She's from Brazil. Oh, shit. And we have the NFL game tomorrow. Um, so a lot to discuss. And then Friday, we have an NFL insider, 49er journalist extraordinaire on the show. So we'll have that as well. And uh, the show's only growing, so make sure you hit the like before you get out of here. Don't leave us on red or whatever the motherfuckers you say. Um, (laughs) I will see you tomorrow morning. Me and Sarah will see you tomorrow afternoon for Thirsty Thursday, sliding in her DMs and the Brazilians' DMs. And I'm going to tell you, her DMs are fucking wild. So just saying. Um Hey man, the fing- my I don't know if my fingers ever. Everybody's worried about your fingers now. Hey Sarah, I don't know if my fingers ever recovered, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, for all, hey, for everybody on YouTube, we'll stay on for Sarah. You got ten minutes to waste. Yeah. Um, you guys want to call in? Call on in. We'll see you here for the after hours on YouTube. Uh, everybody else, we'll see you tomorrow. Hang tight as we outro this, and we'll be back on YouTube. Me and Sarah will take some live calls. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture that we have. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JV Show. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.